And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester at midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it to the net. Louth are in front. And here it is. Now the All-Ireland champions for the third time. On this week's We Are Loud podcast, I've crammed in nine games, previewed them all. Small matter of an All-Ireland Ladies Junior Final the four senior championship quarterfinals and the two junior semi-finals. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Right, and now to the small matter of an All-Ireland final. <laughs> the Loud Ladies, as I covered last, the last pod, um, reached the... Uh, the All-Ireland Junior Final and a big win, uh, an epic win over um, Derry. If you haven't listened to it, I, I recommend go back and listen to it. It's just, uh, it's, it's, it's really it's really enthralling with, with what happened and the drama and the goal as well from Kay Flood to win it was just majestic and well worth a view if you haven't seen it. Um, I, I'll tweet the link, um, Jerome Quinn has it up. Um, it's just a magnificent story and just really just shows the actual tenacity in the girls and how focused they are on the job and how they, they, they can overcome absolutely anything and that showed it and then you have a final that it did the, the final is in Crow Park so it's a massive occasion for the girls like it's it's a massive occasion for ladies football in general last year was the highest attended um sport ladies sporting event in Europe so they'll, they'll probably look to aim for that that uh to beat that record again um, be a pack pro park. The loud game is on first as a junior final, intermediate final, senior final is on, and the all in the same triple head, uh, triple headed bill. Loud, loud, loud's game is on at eleven forty five. So we're first in, um. So we set the ball rolling with hopefully a, a win. Looking at the looking at the teams and and like maybe a little preview for the game. Uh, Limerick. Have defeated Loud already in a All Ireland Junior Final, but way back in twenty ten, um, you might remember it. We've only one survivor from that from that panel. That's a uh, Kate Flood. And you look at the Limerick team, and they have three survivors, and one of them would be Dibna O'Brien, very well known player in our circles, um, in especially in ladies' football circles. Uh, small diminutive forward. She's been used now as a role player off the bench and she she, she actually swung the game for them. Uh, they beat London in a, in the semi-final 
by four points and she got she came off the bench she got a goal and two points so that's the role she'd have she might start this weekend who knows but Laird should have a plan in place for her they've more than they've more than enough players capable of dealing with her but uh, I suppose you look at that result against London and they only beat them by four and Laird beat London quite comprehensively in their quarter final uh, Loud would be Loud would probably seen as favourites to win this competition the whole way through. Um, Limerick would have taken a great, great like impetus the fact that uh, Loud found a tough going over Derry. They'll feel they'll try and try and put them under pressure as well. But uh, I don't know. I I I, th- I still think there's a lot more positives to come from that game than negatives. They they won't play as bad again. And Crow Park is really going to suit this this team, really and truly. Um, you look at like some of the some of the pace in the loud team and the mobility of them. Like the very there's serious athleticism there. I think I mentioned. I think I mixed up in the last podcast. Uh, Sari Nolan with Irish hand, but it uh, Sari Nolan in Crow Park will do damage. Or, She's uh she she plays wing back. She's number six the last day, but she played wing back, and she just gets up and down the field and really powerful solo runner, um, aka Jack McCaffrey esque coming from left half back, just driving up the field and then you throw in like Rebecca Rebecca Carr really and truly like she can move, she can get up the field whenever she wants. She slalomed through for for uh, for a point in the Derry semi final, like and then you have Eva Russell, you have Neve Rice, um, Lauren Boyle, they'll all make hay. I feel in that uh, wide open space across Park, they're a fit team. Like Sinead Woods and Emma Bourne can keep things ticking over, and then you have Kate Flood gives them great presence and belief up front. They have a, they have a bench with with a load of experience there. Um, Alana Conlon. She won. Um, she won. She was. I think. Yeah. So they won in twenty fifteen. They beat Scotland quite comprehensively. And there is. Let me see. There's Emma Murray, Una Pearson, Rebecca Carr, Kay Flood, Alana Connell, Michelle McMahon. One, two, three, four, five. Five of that team won in twenty fifteen. So to have that experience as well of winning in Crow Park. So that'll stand to them. They'll be they, like. Darren Bishop, the loud manager, mentioned in the uh, in the last podcast that it's the players that have taken this thing over ever since the tragic death of uh, Michal McKeown. The players feel that they want to do him justice. They've got the Crow Park and they don't want to take the silverware home with them and honour the man. So they'll be looking at those players to have that experience of, of, of being there and winning. So that there's nothing better than that, like a positive reinforcement to have that behind you. Um, they've they've beaten Limerick twice already this year. They beat them by seven points in the league stages, and then beat them in the semi final of that league. To me, it's it's louds to lose. Um, really looking forward to it. Should be a wide open game. Um, I see Limerick are really trying to boost it up and get stuck into loud. Um, they've they've put a thing on social media and uh, together we are louder than loud. Calling all Limerick fans. Their fans are loud, but their fans are louder. So they're laid down the market. They want they want another win in Crow Park to add to their magnificent Gaelic year, winning the their first All Ireland hurling in forty five years. 
they'll have to look out for actually another hurler, a camogie player, Rebecca Delhi. She's a, a top top camogie player for Limerick, probably one of the best in Ireland. She plays around the middle of the field, and she got two top score from them the last day. They have a free taker, Katrina Davis. Like I said, they've Devon O'Brien to come off the bench. They will pose problems for Loud, but I feel this is this is the year Loud are gonna really put a stamp on it and, and do the job and hopefully move on up. So best of luck, girls, and I'll be up there and hopefully another a loud a rare Loud All Ireland victory in Crow Park. So many games up for discussion. I think we'll get straight into the senior um, quarterfinals. <laughs> it's been so long since the, the last round of the senior championship that uh, people have probably forgot that the competition is still ongoing. Uh, it must be painstaking for the for the team still involved, especially some that are out of the league. I had a few league, like what a penultimate fixture in the league, and then you have. You have a couple of teams still involved in the late stages um, trying to get promotion and like the Joes and the Blues and oh, not the Joes, the Jocks and the Blues in the Carl O'Donnell final. But uh, so right, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it because speaking on the league, you have the likes of the Gales who got relegated in the league and then they face the Dreadnoughts on Sunday at half four in the Grove. Like... You just this is this is where the complete the, the long gap has just kind of stifled momentum and took an awful lot out of teams' preparations, what have you? Because the dreadnoughts were beaten in the semi final of the league. They were going well up until that. Up until that, they they, they coasted through their group, really, um, showing multiple ways of playing, keeping it tight or being expansive. Uh, over wins over the Marys and the Mahonies. So the the two these two teams it's good it's a good place to start because you don't know what you really don't know what is going to come from this stage on. A team could go on the run and win it out. Um could really pose a problem, could you hit injuries now and you're gone or some injuries might have cleared up and be ready for this weekend. You look at the jocks now come into a bit of form. But the Dreadnoughts and Gales one is it's really it's a really hard contest to call. Um because the Gales the Gales can win these tight games. They 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 look to have everyone back in playing to set up the way they always set up and they might be a little bit a little bit kinda put off with the way things ended and the way they've been going this year with their with their manager and what have you, but it's certainly one that they can get over in, in the Grove against the Dreadnoughts. The Dreadnoughts have played, I think they've played their two games in the Grove this year. Yeah, I think they have. Um, they certainly beat the Mahonies there. So, like, without going too deep into it, like, you put it down that the Dreadnoughts win this game. To have the scoring power, to have seen them a bit more of a set up uh, more structure in place than in other years they looked to have their act together they still finished top four in the league which is good going under new management to have to have forwards that, that can score like you have Pepe he looks to be well aided now with Peter Kerwin Liam Shevlin keeps, seems to get up the field now in a sweeper role and he's thriving there as well they have a settled midfield Peach can kick freeze 
The defence is strong, don't really give away goals now. Dermot Campbell looks really solid in the full back line. Pop rattle, snuff out your your danger man. But it all comes down to championship and like if you build it up too much in your head and you're 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 um waiting in the long grass like the like the Gales certainly are, they'll give it one hell of a lash. The pressure will be on the on Clower. Uh, but I really, I really don't. I'm really, I'm really on on call with this game. I'm really, hard, really torn with this game because I know. I think, I think that I think I'll pull it out now. I think the Dreadnoughts will win the game, but I will not be surprised that the Gales come and give them a complete shock or get through to the semi-finals. Just the, the animals that they are. Um, Derek Crilly always give you a foothold in the game. I know they've lost, they may have lost the Murrays, they might have gone travelling. I know they've lost James Stewart as well, he's gone travelling. Um, but they still have players up front that can do damage. Uh, Ian McCarroll has been in good form. Barry Watt has been excellent this year for them. Um, the Cava man has joined them. Um, so, <laughs> I, just, I, 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 wouldn't write, I wouldn't write the Gales off. Let's just let's just put it down that way. I wouldn't write the the gales off and I and calling that game a seventy thirty or maybe eighty twenty in favour of the dreadnoughts. And it, it'll also tell it'll also tell a lot about the dreadnoughts if they do get over this win and how they get over them. And if they don't it'll tell another story as well how how dangerous the gales are and how they haven't really fallen away. I know they've they've uh, not been setting the world alight in the league, but they haven't fallen away after losing um a senior final they're still in the quarterfinals they still got it through the group the Marys didn't do that last year they kind of fell off a cliff um, winning relegation playoff this year as well so the next game is uh, another Sunday game and it's 7 o'clock in the clans field and that's the repeat of the 2015 senior final the Sean O'Mahony's and the Pats so there'll be fair this this will be this will be really tasty. This is the game, similar to the Gales and the Dreadnoughts, will be like a tough game, very tactical game. This will be guts and glory. This will be physical. No, uh, nobody spared. No ribs, no spare ribs anyway. So you'll, you'll, uh, if you take the ball into tackle, you'll fairly well know about it. The Pats, like I said about the break, they'll they'll have got their they'll have got their injury sorted. They'll have, they'll have got Paddy back, I presume. Um, he's seen <coughs> he's seen what Dublin missed this year in Jeremy Connolly, who was beaten in the Boston final. His team Wolf Tones were beaten by Donegal Boston, so Paddy's still playing at a higher level, like and no higher level than all those all those games out there where you've like. Really, they're all star games. Really, when you look through the sides, like you have a lot of Mead men there with 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 Paddy, and on the other hand, you have a lot of Gaul with players from Cora Finn playing with Donegal Boston, and the one and only Jeremy Connolly. So they look to go, they got him back, and that gives I think that I think that gives Pat, the Pats a bit of an edge in this game. And um, the like you can't write the Mahoney's off, really, can you? So. They actually want you to write them off so they can just come out and just prove everyone wrong. They have a lovely little siege mentality out there on the, on the point road. And fair play to them because they're an absolute revelation. 
this past couple of seasons they've really they've really set the championship alight since the Wonder Intermediate Championship a couple of years ago losing the senior final and going on and winning one that all stems from the axis of the big man on the square Mr Crawley he, he caused havoc the last day against the Marys they just don't know when they're beaten and that's a really really good trait an admiral trait in the side uh, ben McLaughlin will be playing will be looking to add to that scoring up front with Stephen Kilcoyne. They've an awful lot of scoring uh, possibilities. Are they are they as tight at the back as the pass? Is this a bit of a defence and forwards? There's there's um there's talk of Owen O'Connor might might make it back as well for the pass. We don't know, but I doubt it. Um they'll have to they've planned without him all season. Fergal Real is still there. He uh He'll, he'll have got his claws. It, it would have suited Virgil Reels to have a couple of weeks off just focusing on the Mahoney's game. So, hard game to call. I think I'll just... I think I'll just give it to the Pats because they've been there before. They have that experience. They'll want to get one over the Mahoney's. Um It's in the clans field that... that Possibly favours Domahanis. Um, yeah, I'm going to stick with the Pats. I think the Pats have a little bit more um, all over the field. Um, Domahanis might edge them up front, but then like Danny O'Connor, he he did terrific la- uh, last game for the Pats in the in the group stage a little couple of weeks ago. I think they'll have that preparation, they'll have the house in order, and they'll be looking at, they'll be thinking the Blues are the Blues think they're so far ahead of everyone. Three games are in a senior final, and you never know what happens then. Two games are in a senior final. Windows, like if you had handed it to the Pats, just beat the Mahonies, and another team to beat the senior final, they would have taken it. The Mahonies as well, under new management this year, they probably thought they were slipping, but now they have a chance to to get back where they want to get back to as well. And with the way they are, so hard to beat, they could get, they could. They could go on and win it this year as well. Um, you still John O'Brien there, and you've all those players that have that experience of winning. Conor Finnegan keeps them in the game with free kicks as well. You're Stephen Fisher as well. So they've an awful lot going forward. They might be a little bit tight at the back. Court, maybe Court Murphy might have his injury problem solved. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna stick with the Pats. I'm gonna stick with the Pats, but just like the other Dundalk team, the Gales and the Mahonies. Will not be will not be uh, one bit surprised if either comes through. Speaking of surprises, uh, let's. In, I'm just going to interrupt the the senior quarter final um, previews with the two relegation finals that are on Friday night. Uh, the Geraldines and Kilcarley meet again in the championship relegation playoff, having met in the the league playoff. Geraldines have got an awful lot of players back from from their summer holidays and. I think they'll do the job. That's on a half eight. And just before them, at seven o'clock, Glen Emmett's playing the Piercy. And I'm going to go with the Piercy to, uh, like Houdini down there. They, they, they don't seem to, they don't, don't seem to be phased by it. And they always do a, um, a great act of getting out of tr- tight and sick and tricky situations. So the Piercy and the Geraldines to win those two games and send Kilcarely down to, Intermediate and Glen Emmons down to junior. 
Right, so before we um, before we go into the double header in Dunlear on Saturday night, um, just, uh, I didn't know whether to put it in or not, but you get these rumours and you hear talk around and you don't know whether to put it in or not, but then they seem fairly strong and they're fairly like, telling if uh, you're going to pick a winner in that O'Mahony's uh, Pats game. It's news more more on the O'Mahony side that um, Stephen Fisher and Conor Crawley are um, on tour in the army, and then um, the other news is it's probably more on a sad note that uh, John O'Brien has uh, injured his knee, and those three look to be out for the O'Mahonys. Um Whether it's talk, we'll soon find out. But if it if it does come to pass, it it'll um, it'll make the Manny's fight against adversity even uh, more challenging. Three very big players in terms of defence, linking the linking the defence to attack and the focal point of their attack. So we'll soon find out on Sunday in the clans whether that rumour is true or whether they've got uh, into the Pats' heads. You wouldn't know, but uh, moving on to Saturday night, um, it's the league champions playing the Joes. They were crowned Division One champions with a five-point win over uh, Monster Vice yesterday. I think it was, it was last night. Uh, big win, uh, very comprehensive win. They beat Matic uh, by eight points in the semi-final as well for the Blues. So their form is coming. They'll. Uh, feel very confident in themselves still if they're if they're after beating two top division one teams and winning the division one league and then they're playing a division two team in the Joes till uh, they'll certainly they'll certainly feel like they'll, they'll get one over the Joes fairly handily. But on the other side is and I'm trying to fight a case for the Joes here. The Joes the Joes uh, will get would would have taken an opportunity to have a look at the blues. Uh, like two games, two close inspections. I know they were, they were at the Cullen game. They were there. Declan Sullivan's involved him. He was at the game. And he's a shrewd operator. He worked in Dublin. Scully Connell. Um, so, like, the Blues, you know, like, on, on one hand, the Blues could be, uh, they could be kind of, their appetite could be sated a little bit by, uh, by, by winning the league. You kind of, your focus kind of turns off turns off the championship whereas the Joes will just be chomping at the bit for this game they'll, they'll be they'll be well prepped they'll be lining them up for a long time and once you have that single focus it gives you a chance it, it really does give you a 50-50 chance but this Blues team are a serious operation uh, they uh, they can beat you whatever way they want they could they can go really physical with you they can play football with you they can set up with a sweeper they can go high ball uh, they can run the ball they can foot pass all the time into the forwards um, Colm Judge playing a sweeper enables them to play to play with five forwards like he's not It's not. A, he's not an overly defensive sweeper he's more of a plus one at the back in terms of getting them out of defence linking the linking the play and then Fighting the killer pass or getting on the end of the move himself because they keep the ball so well. So the Joes will have to look out for that. But 
Into Joseph plenty of good man markers as well and Stefan Potts and Keane McGuinness. Um that will that will that will relish a battle in there. Um, McQuillan as well he's, he's really shown a lot of good form recently in getting out of the, the group. I think they no they didn't they didn't top the group. Connell's top the group. But it just shows that the, the battle they're up against is really it's going to be a really tough battle. They're going to be there thereabouts for a few for a few minutes. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean don't mean a few minutes, but I mean they will like they're never they're never easy. We all remember all six in Dunleer as well, and they stunned everyone. They stunned the county jammers at the time. Yeah, no, they weren't. They were uh, the Matic were champions in two thousand five, so they stung They beat Matic that year, and then they beat beat the Blues and then they beat the Pats in the final as well so like you're trying to build up the Joes I'm trying to give them a good case they can they still have the Smith the Smith's pulling the strings Quigley will, will nail freeze and take handling but the Blues have plenty of men to take care of it as well and they've power off the bench so you're looking at the best team in loud maybe a bit of a complacency but I don't even think I think their quality is that good that they should you should uh, take care of the Joes with relative ease, and then on the other side of it, the other double, head, the other uh, side of the double header is um, the Nate Martin and the O'Connells. Fascinating. It's probably the game of the weekend in terms of attacking football and attacking play. The, the, the two teams have really good attacks, really good forward play, really good half backs. They like to get forward, like take Jackie Agnew for the O'Connells and then you take John Clutterbuck for Dave Martin a half back driving up the field <coughs> really skillful players and then you have a couple of exceptional forwards like uh, Sam Mulroy Niall Conlon uh, Connor Whelan seemed to find a bit of form as well JP Rooney off the bench you have Robert Quigley Keane Doyle isn't even there uh, Sailor Maffei as well he holds things up at the back um, Stuart Osborne so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game of football for starters. And the beauty about this is although the the Jocks have been a top team in Division One and the O'Connells have been I don't think they've got into the top four in no they haven't in Division Two. The gap is kinda the gap is kinda closer than the other than the than the Blues Joe's game because both defences are wouldn't be strong point on either side. So it's going to leave for open, entertaining football. I don't think the load, two teams will load uh, load the defences. I don't think there'll be sweepers or um, systems in place. I think it'll it'll be very much you score this much and we will we'll try and score more, which will be really great for the neutral, um, for a throwback old school game and. You'll have to back the Martins, although they probably got got a got a beat that would knock the, the confidence. Got a beat uh, in the in the final against the Blues in the league final um, yesterday. It 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 should be a kick in the hole all week to get out training and get psyched up and get ready. But then you could lose a bit of focus as well, and the O'Connells will line them up. Paul Gallagher's over the O'Connells and. He's uh, he's quite a shrewd operator. There's a lot of shrewd operators away. I'm going on, but he's a good manager. He has some playing a lot of form. 
the O'Connells they're a very dangerous team very very dangerous team they nearly don't play with a, a pattern so they're very hard to pin down and track it'll probably be a lot tighter than people would expect the O'Connells should run them close but I think the the Mart should should have enough for them they really should um, so that's that's for that's well and then you throw actually you throw in the O'Connells have really good memories of um, of Dunleer they won the intermediate final there last year they won the quarter final there they beat the Kevins so they, they'll um, they won't fear the Martins um, the Martins might be a little bit apprehensive of it but certainly as underdogs the O'Connells will, will not fear them whatsoever it'll make for a good game it's probably the biggest opener for a shock all weekend is that O'Connell's game but I'm not I, I, yeah, yeah, they're not enough uh, safe bet to, to, to put me neck in the line so so the four teams I think are going to win over the weekend are the Blues the Martins the Pats and last but not least the Dreadnoughts so feast of football there at the weekend folks I uh, hope you all enjoy it and uh, I hope you enjoy the, the predictions um, if if I'm wrong or if you think if I'm wrong at, at the time over the over the next weekend or this coming weekend let me know and if you if you have predictions yourself or however you think you're going to win yourself yeah, get your predictions in and get them on the site um, next up we're going to really go into the junior championship semi-finals now the junior semi-finals and like i said before the the top four teams have risen to the top in this junior championship this year and it's really good to see it's always nice to see the four teams rewarded and the cream rising to the top and we know um we know at 7 o'clock on Sunday evening the, the final pair unless of course we draw which you couldn't rule that out either 3pm in the Grove then Lear played Glide sorry Land Lear played Glide Rangers and then the Clans uh, field at half 5 Roach Emmett stick on Dundalk Young Irelanders so I think we'll, we'll start first up with uh, Glide and Land Lear this looks to be the tighter of the two semi-finals really um, Glide uh, are possibly slight favourites with the forward power to have with Niall Sharkey Trevor O'Brien Brian Duffy uh, Connor Sheridan underrated Aaron Devlin so they have the forward power Garrett Moran as well sorry the other, the other Moran as well is back playing for them in the middle of the field um, and then Dunleer are Dunleer are really Shooting the lights out this year with you have the three Murphys, you have Alan Murphy, Bob Murphy, and Colin Murphy. So so they they'll bring that forward attack uh, attacking prowess. They will be missing Ian Mulroy, who's who's been uh, he's I think he's been suspended for six months for an altercation with uh, a referee. Um, the referee could be from Glide as well. I'm not too sure, but it was after the Pierce game he got sent off and got into got into. Uh, Really frustrating state, and so he, he he got banned for six months. Really, at the end for putting hand on the referee. 
he's a massive loss. It's, he, like they got they got they got away without him in the quarter final. But you need you need everybody. Um, you need everybody really when it comes to the the final stage, especially getting over the line in the semi final because they're all about winning. You don't want to lose semi final. Lloyd will will feel the nerves. They'll, they'll feel trepidation, having been stung last year. That'll either spur them on or they'll, or they'll just add to that nerves a little bit as well. But they'll want to get back to to where they were last year. They want to go more further. Um, where where can where can Dunlear upset Glide? Really, is the question. Um, you you looked at our system and the way they, the way they set up and the way they they pull men back and the way they play with the sweeper system. Um, Gary Monaghan plays that sweeper role. It allows them then to move forward from the half back line with Brian McGuinness playing very well. And if 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 they set it up right, because Glide did kind of. Did feel the pressure a little bit with with, with uh, Roach putting putting men behind the ball because if Glide lead the game open, Dunlear like an open style of football. They like they like to to mix it. They like to play into the space. They have good ball winners up front and they can go forward. Like I said, from half back, they have that that mix of youth as well. They have three good young players. Uh, I think I mentioned Pierce Hawkins before, um, Killian Gregory, and then Kiwi Maher as well. So they've 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 all these young players through that have added to this strong team that's been there there about and they've been knocking on the door as well they, they nearly got over the winners of it last year Tully Allen talking to the replay should have bet them as well this could, could this could be this could be a shock it really could be a shock it wouldn't surprise me whatsoever if Dunleer because they've been knocking on the door they could get into the final this is where Glide could get stung uh, I can't really see it happening um, where can I see Glide winning with the, just a pure forward power? Just it'll keep coming and coming and coming. They've they've loads of loads of options around the middle of the field. We've seen Dion Conlon move into the middle of the field. You have Brian Duffy can play in the middle of the field. You have uh, David Devaney that can come off the bench as well. So they'll have that platform if things aren't going well for them. At the back they're quite strong as well. They'll they'll have their match done to the forwards. So. It could be their Achilles heel at the back. Um, but you'd like to think Glide will get through. and It'll make for an expansive game of football, really. There are two, two teams that'll, that'll slug it out. Um, in the Grove, tight pitch. Might suit Dunleer a little bit more. Glide actually came unstuck in that, in that venue last year, in the, in the junior final. So they'll want to bury that ghost as well. Um, to have that impetus in them, glide all, uh, all year. They look, they look to be lining up a, a, a tasty junior final with the young Irelanders. Uh, yeah, it's glide for me, but uh, um, the Lear might shock the world. But the glide might have a little bit too much of them going forward. Uh, the other semi final, Roach and the young Irelanders. Like I've said already, uh, young Irelanders are strong favourites for this one more so than glide and the other one. They uh, they steamrolled the Division Three title. They uh, they they just looking all they look like other years teams have went down and they've kind of struggled and hemmed and hard. I know they kind of they they suffered a little bit against the Malachies, but that's very hard to get mentally up for it when you when you hammer them by twenty points or so in the league the week before and then try and get up and beat them again in the championship. Especially, might be mind games going on and where teams have played and lined out. 
they got over, they still got over the line. That's that's what really matters. Um, without most of the big guns playing that well, you looked you looked at Derek Maguire and Dean Maguire now this week. You'd have uh, Kieran Murray in the, in the full back line. We'll probably look to line up Barry O'Hare. <coughs> That'll make for a really um, really good contest because Barry's been a shining light down in junior for Roach. Um, can they hold it together? Can they can they put in a challenge against Young Irelanders? How can they win the game? Well, the the midfield will probably give them an edge in this game. Uh, Eugene Murray's come out to midfield. He's quite good in the air, air early, and alongside him, Daniel O'Connell is quite quite strong. Then you've David Quigley in the back in the half back line. Another loss, Connor Carty. He's gone travelling as well. He's a huge loss. He, he gets Roach up the field, and he would have brought that fight. Uh, but what, like once you have Barry O'Hare still in the team. You're going to be there, thereabouts. You're going to be punishing anything that goes their way to get enough possession. Barry will execute the scores. They're fit on the Nile, Nile Callan. They've, they've finished strong in every game. They had a big win, confidence boosting win over the Westerns. They'll have played a few strong challenges. They've, they'll have got their act together. They'll, uh, they'll have no fear and they'll have no pressure on them in this, really. So it's, it's in the clans. Um, It'll suit they've played there this year already. I think they've played there. In the, yeah, they have played there already this year. Played two games there, the Westerns anyway, and I think they'll still in the group stages. So that's how they'll win it. They'll, they have to win, get once they get parity around the middle of the field, and even more so like they did against Lyde, they can hurt teams with, with enough possession. That might be the weakest part of the Young Irelanders team because going forward, they're very strong. Um, the defence is quite strong as well. Um, like they're not even over reliant on Derek Maguire, which is which just shows the strength to have at that level. Jordan O'Donoghue's making a name for himself. Peter Mastravic's caught the eye this year as well. The two Sheikis won the middle and one one in goals. Especially the goal he's been definitely earmarked for loud loud potential. Um, with the variance of it, he gives them a platform as well. So. It's it's basically it's 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 complacency really for young Irelanders. It's just getting over the line. They feel the nerves. They haven't probably played in a in a, such a pressure game like this in a long time. They uh, they were very unlucky to get relegated last year. Um, they'll they'll want to get to the they'll want everyone, I think everyone wants the young Irelanders and Glide in the final for a spectator's point of view. But I think a lot of people around the dock would be delighted to see. The Young Irelanders down um, junior for another year. That's purely purely because they see them as a threat at intermediate, and it's, it's always nice to keep your neighbours down as well. I suppose that's what they'd be thinking up on the dock anyway. But yeah, for me, Young Irelanders should get over the line. Although will be will be um, in their hands, I suppose whether they can keep that complacency at bay, like they like. They'll probably have learned an awful lot from that tight win against the Malachis. They'll have got the house in order. They'll have got good challenge games in. They'll be raring for this one, half five on a Sunday evening. Big championship crowd with the with the Pats and the Mahonies in after them. They'll uh, they'll want to turn it on, turn on the style, uh, and get to the junior final because they'll they'll want to be professional about it. They went down last year and they want to get back up as quick as they can. And set up um, the junior final between the Dundalk Young Irelanders and Glide Rangers. Yeah, that that looks the parent for me. And um, 
happy enough with that. If you have uh, if you, if you have predictions or if you feel uh, if someone else is going to win or if you if you disagree with some of my choices, let let the let the let me know on Twitter at We Are Loud or at uh, Loud Proud. Um, I'm on We Are Loud on face, Facebook as well. So just get on there and, and get the crack going. Um, a couple of exciting things down the line. Hopefully, ahead of the finals in the in the club championship, that might be worth a go and wor- well worth listening out to and keeping your ears to the ground. But like. Look, <clears throat> absolutely jam-packed podcast today so like I mentioned at the start nine games covered all previewed um, an All-Ireland final in there so best of luck to the ladies again if you're going to any of the games get in touch um, get the banter going see who uh, who you fancy or rub it in my face if I got a thing if I got a result wrong um, but most of all thanks for listening and it's great to hit that the interest in, in Loud G is still strong Still, still, still vibrant. So uh, that's all for this week. We'll be previewing more games next week and a full reaction to all nine games next week. So thanks very much for listening, and uh, we'll chat to you soon.